Hi everyone, thank you for joining in to another episode of Coffee Talk with Riri. Today, I have a special guest with me, Miss Margaret. She's amazing, amazing, incredible dancer, a good friend, an amazing human being, and now a life coach. Uh-huh, she uses mm-hmm. a human design as a tool to help people live more intuitive with themselves and yeah. she will tell you the rest so welcome margaret <laughs> thank you what an intro oh my goodness i'm so excited just to be reconnecting with you in general and honored to be on your podcast so thank you so much for having me hello everyone hi <laughs> <laughs> so in few words how do we know each other <laughs> how do we know each other so my my best recollection of the situation is that I was teaching at a studio in Sherman Oaks, a dance studio, and you became a substitute teacher there. So we started running into each other, then you became a permanent teacher, I started managing the studio, and we just were in each other's worlds all the time through dance. <laughs> yes, through dance, and also through fitness, mm-hmm. because yep. you um, used to take classes at Set and Flow, It's um, a studio in Hollywood um, that they have, they're offering Pilates, uh, HIIT, and um, you started as a student over there, and so do I. (laughs) And then I became an instructor over there. I miss it dearly. (laughs) Set and Flow has a special place in my heart. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Me, yeah, I feel the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you took uh, my bootcamp classes, and then I remember the hate the hate you have in my in your eyes, like when is the class going to end? But it was, <laughs> but it was good, no lie. You're you're tough, but that's why I like to come into your class okay. and kick my butt. <laughs> well, tough love, you know, it's me. We all um, Can you tell us who are you? What's your story? Oh my goodness. Um, so. As briefly as I can put it, um, I am from Chicago and I actually studied music business in college and thought I was going to work in the management end of the music industry and I worked with a record label and all these sorts of things and was very much involved in that world and I was also dancing for a company here in Chicago called Hip Hop Connection. I decided pretty spontaneously that I was going to move to LA right after college just to see just to see what happens. I actually did not plan to stay there long term. Um, But I just thought, you know, my cousin was living there, she was doing music, I had visited once. And I just wanted to put myself in a situation that was new and uncomfortable and just figure it out. So I moved to LA a week after I graduated college, I was 22. And a child. (laughs) (laughs) I now realize. Um, But yeah, so I lived in LA for seven years. And during that time, I pursued dance, became a dancer and a teacher. I I will say that my path has been anything but linear. um, But I'm very at peace with that. I've done a lot of different things, explored a lot of different industries. I worked in PR and entertainment, did events, did dance, did teaching. I managed a dance studio. And sort of being in the world of LA and everyone being really into health and fitness and wellness, I um, got really into nutrition and I went back to school. Uh I went back to school and I uh, studied integrative health coaching 
So I got a health coaching certification, nutrition certification. I believe that was 2017. And um, so my intention at that point was to become a health coach. And I, I, you know, we can expand on this if you want, but I realized while I was pursuing dance that um, it always felt a little bit forced for me. And I came to a realization that just because I have a passion for something or a talent for something, it doesn't mean I need to make it my career. And I made that decision that I didn't need dance to be my career. It was just going to be for, for me and for fun in the community. And I pursued health coaching. Um, I was a health coach for a couple of years. I worked with a very um, cutting edge wellness company in LA that I'm sure you remember uh, for a little over a year. Yeah. And then my clients started becoming more interested in things outside of nutrition and food and health. Um, I had my first my first client that was more in the life coaching realm wanted to work with me on relationships and dating. They needed help in that area. And so they just felt like I would be the right person. So I was like, okay, I can help you, you know, guide you through that. And from there, um, my business just sort of moved into more of a, a life coaching space than a health coaching space. And um, during that time, probably about three, four years ago, I found a system called human design. Um, and we'll, of course, go into that a little bit more, but um, it, it was mind blowing for me. I became obsessed with it. I studied it on my own very intricately for a couple of years and then started incorporating that into my business. So I do human design readings, but I also do uh, what what I'm a little bit more passionate about is longer term life coaching that incorporates human design as a tool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know wow. that's a lot. I just did about a decade in, you know, a couple of minutes, a decade of my life, but there it is. Yeah. That's what we want. That's what we want. Um, mm -hmm. I've never heard about human design. Mm -hmm. So can you go into more in depth about what is it? What, um, how do you work with people? How do you do the sessions? It is, is it a session? Is it, what is exactly human design? Yeah, yeah. So human, de human design is a natal chart system. So similarly to astrology, you find your human design chart by plugging in your birth information, date, place, and time. And there's a, a couple of websites you can do that on that I can share. Um, so it's calculated by your exact birth date, place, and time, and the actual system is um, a synthesis of a few different systems. So it incorporates elements of the I Ching, uh, the Kabbalah, astrology, the chakra system, quantum mechanics, a lot of different things in one. And how this system came to be um, <laughs> yeah. is to, to some people a controversial story, but I, I I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down with all the mystical, magical things. So essentially, um, there was a man who had a very mystical experience in the 80s where he started uh, hearing a voice. And so he called it, you know, the encounter with a voice that basically told him to sit down and get to work. And for uh, several days, he channeled the system and, you know, completely configured it and 
dedicated the rest of his life to teaching it. Um, so while the way it came into the world is a little bit, you know, some people think that's really cool. Some people think it's wacky. Um, what I have found is that when people learn about even just the basic elements of their chart, it resonates on a very, very deep level. Um, and it really kind of validates things you know to be true about yourself, but maybe you're afraid to really lean into because it's not the type of thing that society celebrates um, or whatever. And and I think it's what I tell people is like just give it a just give it a try, um, you know, because there's kind of specific advice for different elements of, of the chart depending on what you have. Um, just give it a try and see if it makes a difference in your life. And for a lot of people, they find that it does. Um, and it helps them live, live in a way that feels more authentic to them and, you know, helps them attract opportunities that are more in line with what they truly want. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Human so it's, design, it's so interesting. And I never, I, I, I can't believe that I never heard about it. I know. I figured like maybe, maybe you had, cause I know you're interested in exploring all those types of things, but um, yeah, it's kind of emerging on a bigger level. Now there's a lot more people becoming readers and, and um, you know, human design coaches and things like that. So I just, you know, when I found it and read about my chart, I was like, Oh my gosh, like the way it just rang so true. Um, and, and, and even things that I thought were like wrong with me, uh, just ended up being things that are unique to who I am and the, the way, the way I do things a little bit differently than maybe other people say to do them. Um, so it's really freeing for a lot of people. Yeah. It's so interesting. And yeah. do you help people when you do that? Can we call it reading or coaching? Yeah. What's the best term to, yeah, so it kind of depends on how you want to go about it, but I, I do human design readings, which are just mm -hmm. one, one session, and I basically just explain your chart to you, because once when you look at it, it looks very complicated. It's a very complex system, mm -hmm. but I try to break it down into just bite-sized pieces so that people can actually apply it to their lives. Um, but yeah, so I do readings where I just explain the chart, but then I also do longer term coaching programs that um, use their human design as, as a tool to help you unlearn and decondition the things that you have taken on throughout your life from outside influences to tell you who you need to be to be loved and, and validated and accepted and, and lean back into your true, true nature. Um, so you can just experience more flow and happiness and peace in your life. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, when you talk to your clients, is it on any aspect of life, starting from career to love to relationship to uh, future goals to the yeah. past to family? Yeah, a hundred percent. The your human design chart and the various elements of it can point 
to all of those things. It can show us um, how you experience and process emotions. It can show you how you process and utilize your energy. What kind of battery do you have or um, you know, lack thereof? Are you here to be working a lot or are you someone that's not really here to be working a lot and you have a different purpose? Um, it, it shows you how, how you feel and hear your intuition. It can point to how you process and digest information and how you create and how you teach and how you form your opinions and <laughs> all sorts of things. Um, yeah. And I think it's important to note that, you know, I don't like to be dogmatic about anything. So human design is a tool that we use, but it's not everything. You are not just your human design chart, um, but it can really help you see okay, this is the way that I do things that's right for me. And it really gives language to how we are all different. I see. Yeah. So interesting. Mm -hmm. I would like to learn more about it. Um, I know. I'd be so curious <laughs> to what your chart looks like. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it later. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you if you had, if you face any difficulties while learning, while doing the coaching process, while shifting from dance to, to what you're doing right now, which is opening your own business. Mm -hmm. How do you, how can you explain that? Oh yeah, of course I've faced many, many difficulties and continue to do so. Um, but that's just part of the journey. Yes, always, I think I always say change is always a good thing. You may some you may lose something good, but you gain something even better. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that you okay. I quit dancing because you will always be a dancer, and I know how talented you are. So oh, thank you. And I always love to you know go to a different avenues in life, and it's all connected to the same field of health and wellness and life mm -hmm. lifestyle and life coaching so it's all connected yeah 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 so i would say that there was definitely a grieving process when i let go of dance being my like main pursuit and my career pursuit i think i think i did have that mindset for a long time that if you love something and you're pretty good at it that you should make a career out of it and you should make money doing it um but again it's something that always felt a little bit forced for me Weirdly enough, I don't love being in the spotlight. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't love being the center of attention. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this like is in my human design chart as well. I feel most at home and most natural holding space for other people and guiding other people. And that again is something that's like in my human design that feels so resonant for me is, is just being, um, being a guide and, and a safe person, a safe space for other people to learn and grow alongside. Um, so there was a grieving process when I let go of dance in that way. And it honestly took a couple of years to really make that transition. Um, and then, yeah, everything with starting your own business, any entrepreneur knows how challenging it can be um, and also how rewarding it can be. But I think some of the main challenges I've faced in that journey is um, the imposter syndrome, wondering if you're good enough, if you know enough, if your service or product is worth anything and building up your confidence. Um, 
not uh, having a lot of uncertainty and not always knowing what you need to do, but learning to just follow the next best step rather than trying to know what you're going to do 10 steps from now, (laughs) just doing the next thing. Um, I have learned that we don't need to do any of this by ourselves. And so I always have a mentor or a coach of my own that helps me yeah. um, so that I'm supported and, and that I have someone I can go to for advice while I'm doing this thing. Um, it's so important to have a yeah. mentor, you know, some guidance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's, I'm still, I'm still in it. You know, I still have a part-time job. I work in hormone health. I've been doing that for a couple of years remotely. Um, and I really love that job as well, but I'm, you know, building, building my business and, and creating things that I believe in. And I'm okay with that process being slow. You know, I think I've learned what it really means to be resilient and tenacious and learn to just put one foot in front of the other, no matter how challenging it is, because it is vulnerable. You know, I'm not, I'm not selling a product, I'm selling myself. And if people mm. say, I don't want to work with you, it's not like, I don't want to buy your protein powder. It's like, mm-hmm. they don't, you know, and I know yeah. that's not personal. It's, it's people resonate with you or they don't, or they're not, or they're ready or they're not for that kind of, you know, support. But yeah, just learning to stay courageous and vulnerable and resilient hundred percent. I love it. I love <laughs> it. And being present. Yeah. And enjoying the process and enjoying the journey and not thinking about the end result because hey, oh. if we're there, then then what? If I if no? I may if I may process. say yes, if I may say in connection to that, something that's been huge for me in the last few months that I've also been working with my clients with is just like I can, with anything I'm creating or pursuing, I have completely let go of the outcome of anything mm-hmm. because I can only control my own choices. And I, you know, people talk about manifest this and that, but at the end of the day, like you can't, you can't control all of life and all of the outcomes. So if I, if I put my self-confidence in my own choices and knowing that, Hey, I am showing up every day, right? I may not always get the get things may not always go my way i may not always get the outcome that i want but i'm still showing up so if that's where my confidence lives then i'm always going to feel good and i'm always going to feel connected to my purpose yeah i mean we tried our best at the end of the day i want you i want i want to tell myself okay you did the best of that you can exactly no judging myself and be kind to myself and slowing down and do whatever i need to do to reconnect to myself and to my center mm-hmm. whether it's breathing work whether it's meditation whether it's journaling whether it's um grounding going to nature this is like my beauty medicine i always say that it's my beauty medicine yeah so we are our biggest critiques especially in the dance world right (laughs) in the dance and fitness world so it's okay to to slow down and not beating up ourselves it's okay to it's important to be kind to ourselves and keep reminding ourselves that we are doing the best that we can Mm -hmm. period Mm -hmm. that's it and I wanted to ask you if you have any tips, any tools to help people to reconnect to themselves, to, to go back to their center. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, using what you um, using what you do. Yeah, yeah. I think if you are called to something like human design or even astrology or enneagram or any of those um, uh, systems that can maybe help you understand and validate yourself a little bit more, if you feel called to them, I would definitely explore all of the things um, because I think sometimes it's helpful to hear. Um, from something outside of yourself or something, you know, explaining what you know to be true about yourself, it helps you get a little more grounded in that. Um, I would say to make sure even outside of that, that you, you're spending time in environments and spaces that feel good to you, listening to yourself and really ask yourself like, if I can, if I could not mess it up, if nobody would judge me, if, if, you know, nothing would stop me, what do I actually want? And, and what would, what kind of life and daily life would I actually feel good having? Um, and I think it's easy to, um, it, that can be as small or as grand as you want. For some people, that is going to be I want to be a teacher and I want to have a cute little house and I want to have, you know, a backyard and be able to go on vacation once a year and I'll be happy. And so just be honest with yourself. Like you don't have to want huge, massive things. It's right. like, because when you think about it, our you can, you can aspire to whatever you want, but it, when you think about it, most of life is mundane it's just the everyday what are, what are you doing every day what are you spending most of your life doing and those really really exciting big moments they're kind of few and far between so i would i would work on not chasing that but chasing contentment and peace and what is what how what is it going to take for you to feel that on an everyday basis doing normal stuff right does that make sense a hundred percent yeah like that everything in life starts with your mindset mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. and then your action seconds so i'm going to read something that i wrote um that your actions follow your thoughts mm -hmm. beliefs and ideas to make a shift to free your energy start with getting your mind right and then take action Mm -hmm. I feel like we always like think about we like on a pedestal. I don't know. We're on treadmill. We're running. We're running. We have to slow down. Mm -hmm. We have to start with our mindset. We have to start small with our piece. Like you said, it's more internal to see the external. You know, everything is a process. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Any other things that you want to share, Margaret? This is so interesting. I love this yeah. conversation. Yay, I love it too. Um, I would just say if anyone listening is interested in learning more about human design or possibly working with me, um, you can email me or DM me on Instagram. I'll give um, Sarit that information so she can put it in the notes or what have you. And um, I do, again, human design readings that are just one session to understand your chart and your energetics, or I also have longer term coaching programs. So happy to answer your questions. And also, if you want to do a reading, I'll offer 20% off to anyone that um, comes from your show. Beautiful. The question that we all want to know when are you coming back to LA? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe for never. <laughs> What's that? Even it's for a little visit, a short visit. 
Oh yeah, I'll definitely visit. I mean, there, there's always a possibility that we will end up, you know, living there again, but it's just kind of like, <laughs> I think we've all learned in the last year to just take things one day at a time. People oh. ask me like, what are you going to do when your lease is up? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't we'll, know. We'll let's, know. let's just live in the moment. Let's be present. Exactly. You know, <laughs> everything we'll, we'll know out. when we know. <laughs> yeah. And everything will work out and it's okay. Well, we have yeah. a problem. We learning how to face it. We adults, we grown, we, we can figure it out. Period. Yes, we can. Mm -hmm. No stress. No. Stress calls wrinkles. You, you know that? We don't. <laughs> we, we don't. Yeah, it's a, it's a waste. It's a waste. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, Margaret, or as I call you, Margie, <laughs> thank you so, so much for taking the time and to explain and to tell us who you are and your past and what do you do. It's, I find it so interesting. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so proud of you and your journey. Mm -hmm. I know it's not easy to do all the shifts and especially during the last year, it's, it's, you, you have been through a lot, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you made it and I'm so proud of you. And I would love, love, love to do a reading, the human design reading with you. And yes. that my people will also, you know, be down for that. And mm. thank you. That's all of I'm going to say. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's always good to connect with you and talk with you about all the life things. And um, yeah. yeah, I'm just happy to be here. So thank you. And next time we're going to do a virtual meeting over coffee or matcha. Yes, please. We're going to make it happen. And yes. thank you guys for tuning in to another uh, episode of Coffee Talk with Riri. And I will see you in the next episode. Until then, grab a cup of coffee, chill, relax, and live your day to the fullest. <laughs> mm -hmm. Bye, everyone. Bye.